Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 544 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan, alongside Brandon Pillar in the heart of our nation's capital in Ottawa, Ontario. And man, I can't believe there's only three regular season Sens games left. Yeah, three regular season games left for the Ottawa Senators, Ross. But the Belleville Senators, they will continue on as they clinch their first ever franchise playoff berth. Let's go. Not only that, for playoffs, we've got Tyler Boucher coming home after his best game of the two in North Bay. All that and a surprise face at practice for the Sens. All that and more. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. Go see them today at betonline.net, where the game starts. And now the show starts. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, April 25th. And Pilsy, that was one hell of a weekend. I mean, that couldn't have worked out any better if uh, if we tried, Ross. It was a great show to the meet and greet at Stanley's at the Sensplex. The Senators gave us one hell of a game. And uh, overall, it just it was an awesome weekend. We got to sell some of these shirts you see behind us. Oh, there we go. Got it figured out. And uh, it was a blast meeting a lot of people that we know on Twitter, but hadn't been able to kind of put a, a tag to a face yet. So thanks everyone for coming out. It was an absolute blast. And I can tell you, this was a success and we're going to be doing multiple more of these meet and greets, uh, group, group price tickets and sections. And I can't wait for what's to come, but there's still a lot of juicy stuff left in this season. Yeah, there certainly is. We're going to get to all that a little bit later. I want to say thanks to everyone as well for coming out, supporting the pod, and uh, yeah, shaking hands and and having a good time, really. And it was 5-1, Pilsy, but the Senators did not blow it. Let's get into the game itself on Saturday. It all started with a little controversy. Classic. If Brendan Gallagher acts like it took him by surprise that he was getting booed in Ottawa after his comments, I mean, he's got to get in his head... In his head. That was great when they played that. Shout out Sens DJ uh, when he took a penalty there. But if he didn't know that was coming, that's on him. So for him to to skate away without giving Brady Kachuk, I I somewhat believe him that it was an honest mistake, but you have one job there. Shake everybody's hand. It's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Gallagher is probably sitting there being like, why am I being booed? I gave such a great advice to a young player about uh, how to play the game better and uh, all, all these kinds of things. So he probably just can't understand why he would be booed in this scenario. But hey, Brady didn't Brady didn't mess up on the handshake. So that's all I got to say there. No, can you believe it? He's been stumped twice in the last month because Dylan Larkin forgot to shake his hand as well. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Kids are watching. Kids are watching. It's absolutely embarrassing. It's also embarrassing when you have to go and give up two assists to Scott Sabrin. You'd see the the Habs faithful was saying, oh, they're calling up a goon. They're trying to goon it up. Cole Caulfield, one point. Nick Suzuki, no points. Scott Sabrin, 
two apples in this one. And the funniest part, so Kaslik didn't know his first goal went in. He ends up dropping the gloves, uh, sends uh, communications tweeting out the first player in NHL history to score his first career goal and fight on the same play. But it came in and out so fast that Sabrin thought he had to go and he shot it right into Carey Price. So if that initial shot hadn't gone in, Severin would have butchered the goal. Anyways, it's neither here nor there because the goal counted and that got Ottawa off to a hot start. And There's nothing more important. This is kind of sad to say, but Sens fans are very aware that when Montreal and Toronto are here, it's probably 60-40 in, in terms of Habs yeah. fans. So to get an early goal to take that For energy shot. out of the building is enormous. Now, Sens were outplayed, outshot in the first period. Anton Forsberg came to play. We didn't do a postcast. Well, we did an official, unofficial <laughs> one. Check out Twitter at Send Central to see that. But we will get to a couple Send Central standouts. But first, like, when were you ultimately feeling good about this one? Were you nervous at all when it became 5-3? No, no, God, no, I wasn't nervous. The, the only time I got nervous, Ross, is when we missed four goals because we were trying to get <laughs> beers and uh, the Sens just decided to have. Uh, was that you were at the Chris Phillips game when they scored that flurry of goals in the yep. quick uh, amount of time? That was probably pretty close to that record, eh? It has to be close. It has to, yeah. The Senators scored three goals in just over a minute against Montreal Canadiens, and we kept trying to run down the tunnel from from the line and make sure that we could see the Sally and get into it. There was there were some good times there, but when we got to the front of the line, and I think it was the uh, the second Castellet goal. I just booked it, not realizing we were next in line, and you can only buy two beers each. So uh, I came back one short for Martian, so I got to apologize. But let's be honest. I don't Martian, think Martian didn't need it. He didn't need that <laughs> one. Hell, neither did we probably. But we had a fantastic time. The vibes were immaculate. And you know it's good when someone who doesn't follow our Twitter account commented on the postcast saying, I sat directly behind you, and I loved the energy. Great vibes. It was great vibes in 319, 320. It was awesome. Everyone yeah. could come out and get to see a win, man. You got to see a 5-1 loss in Montreal. So the fact they were up 5-1, that had to feel good too. Oh, much better, Ross. Much better. And uh, yeah, to be surrounded by Sens fans, like that, it was just electric. Like 19,500 in attendance at yep. the CTC. You mentioned it. A lot of Habs fans. But hey, thanks for coming out. Thanks for filling the building and have a nice drive home. Beat the traffic. Beat the traffic, maybe. Leave a little early because you asked if I was nervous, not for one second. I mean, Ross, Forsberg with a lead and 40-plus shots. Money. It, that's the game. That's it. It's over. Is it a hot take? Best goal in the league? Is it a hot take? I don't know. Is Guys it? out there playing street hockey. Yeah, so after Kaslik uh, made it 5-1, five, five, two goals for Cassidy. And by the way, we'll get to Belleville clinching the playoffs. Kaslik played three games in three nights. Not even three nights. They played yesterday afternoon. Not, yeah. even, not even 12 hours after he beats Montreal. He goes to Toronto and he scores a goal. He had a goal before coming to Ottawa too. So he scored one goal on Friday in Belleville, two goals in Ottawa on Saturday, and a goal in Toronto in the AHL on Sunday. Have a friggin' weekend. He's also the recipient of the bike helmet and yep. glasses. Rightfully so, mixing a scrap in there as well. This guy is going to become a fan favorite in Ottawa, eh? If he isn't already. I mean, uh, we love Casty. We've had him on the show. He's an absolute beauty. And DJ Smith says it all the time, strongest guy in the franchise. So when you've got that size, that strength, and those hands, like to be scoring goals like that, and he's not bad in the faceoff dot either. So I really can see a future for Merck Kaslik uh, with this organization. And I'd be surprised if he spent more of his season next year in Belleville than Ottawa, I've already got him in a penciled in, maybe even pen 
as that fourth line center next season for the Ottawa Senators. And how about Austin Watson, a goal and an assist for him as well. He's got 10 points, six goals in his last 16 games. Yeah, and while we're talking about Austin Watson, great video that the Senators uh, posted, uh, just kind of telling the story of him and his partner, uh, their journey to sobriety and how important it was for themselves, not only themselves, but their family as well. So if you hadn't had a chance to check that out, I would highly recommend it. It's worth the five minutes watching, very emotional. And uh, this is a guy who's been through hell and back, and uh, he's figuring out his place on this team. And uh the boys are, are so proud of him. We're, we're all happy that he's been able to turn things around. And uh, it's it's translated to better play on the ice for him. So absolutely great story by Austin Watson. And man, this guy, he's putting the puck in the back of the net lately. Woo. Well, how about the momentum goals in this game? Not Crazy only momentum goals. Mark Kaslick, 233 into the game. And then Austin Watson, 44 seconds into the second period. Parker Kelly had two points in the first six minutes of the second. He was awesome. And what you're probably getting at from all this is it wasn't the Batherson, Stutzlas, Norris, Kachucks that won this game for Ottawa. They, they did combine on a really sick goal. The top line did. But it was the bottom six that elevated their play and just blew the Canadians out of the building. Yeah. And Scott, like you mentioned, Scott Sabrin, everybody's like, oh, he's coming up to fight. Yeah if the Montreal Canadiens were tough enough to fight him. He said he was trying to find a partner all night. And he said, okay, no one wants to fight. I'll just get two apples and help the boys get a win here. So Scott Sabrin, way to go. Nine minutes, two assists, two <laughs> hits, three block shots, and a takeaway. So yep. there you go. Get in the mix, Scott Sabrin. Uh, obviously, it's it's not a role that he's going to play super often, especially going forward. But hilarious, nonetheless, that that line was able to produce for Ottawa. He was sent back down as well to help out yep. with Belleville. We'll touch on the practice lines coming up. There was a great sight to see. Yes. But, oh my God, talk about not setting him up for success. But I'm not done reveling in this victory on Saturday. I'll start out our Send Central standouts with Anton Forsberg because you yes. mentioned it. Automatic when he gets more than 40 saves. 6-2-1 and one in his record in those situations this season. He was just nominated today as the Ottawa Senators' Uh, nominee for the Bill Masterton Award, which goes to Perseverance. And yep. he persevered through that first period on on uh, Saturday night, Pilsy. Like, yeah, he gives up one with four minutes left. You hate to see that by Shabbat, a little rustiness. And I mean, great to see Shabbat back in the lineup. Only played 20 minutes, but uh, a very good emotional boost there. But that was a rusty play where he just kind of left great. it on the half wall. Not great when you get beat in a puck battle by Mike Hoffman. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hoffman made up for it with an assist on Alex Formanton's goal, though, to make it 6-3. Yeah. Hoffman giveth and Hoffman taketh away. Yes. But I thought it was a fantastic performance for Anton Forsberg. Eight for eight when the Sens were shorthanded. Um, so, you know, they gave up a few uh, offensive opportunities. Montreal goes 0 for 4 on the power play, and he stood tall. So Anton Forsberg, specifically for his work in the first period, is my Sens Central standout. Love it, love it. And if, if you're passing it off to me, I'm taking the low-hanging fruit, and uh, I'm taking Mark Kastelik. Like Nice. The, that goal was such a weird one because it was at a strange angle, and I don't even know how it slipped through Carey Price there, and it was in and out so quickly. And yeah, he... <laughs> Him not even knowing, like, imagine not being aware you scored your first career NHL goal and then you're just chucking nucks right after. Like, he's one hell of a player. And then he got to revel in uh, in a goal celebration later on when Scott Sabrin gave him a nice feed and he did a little backhand deke on Carey Price for a beauty goal. So, all overall, like, 
this is Mark Kasselik's week. Like this guy has been an absolute stud. So he's my Sun Central standout. Real easy pick for me. Oh, 100%. If we're going around the horn twice, I mean, Parker Kelly's right there with him the whole that way. That shot, so, oh my God. Oh, unreal shot. How about leading the team with five hits on the night? Three, or sorry, yeah, three shots, five hits in this one. Took a couple penalties as well. I believe they were offsetting, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, they weren't. So may, maybe that's uh, what's holding He's them back He's taken some here. penalties lately, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, both in the third period in this it. game. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. And he's playing that rambunctious style. So, yeah, absolutely love to see it. Love to see all the effort from tonight's Ottawa Senators. And um, I don't think there was necessarily a bad performance. Maybe they weren't the sharpest, some guys, and maybe the top guys, you could say that. But when you're winning, when your bottom six is the, are the guys who are contributing, it, it almost makes it even better. Yeah, and Ross, how about that performance from Nikita Zaitsev? I didn't see a single mistake, no ice. Oh, wait, he didn't play. Thank goodness. Finally, we got to see an Ottawa Senators game without Nikita Zaitsev in the lineup. And I'd like to see more of that. Yes, and hopefully that happens next year. We just got some sobering news about what we were about to be excited for uh, going into today's practice lines. But we'll get to that a little bit later. We also want to touch on the Belleville Senators and the Bys will be at the game Tuesday night as well so it'll be a little more tame i would say but we're really excited to get back out there so if you want to come say hi love to, to put a face the name with everybody uh who's kind enough to listen to the show and a part of listening to the show is helping support us and our sponsors so pilsy i believe you have a word here from one of our favorites yes absolutely and uh if you guys were at the meet and greet I know I know you guys think I'm joking about my obsession with built bars, but I let you know that it's real. And I brought some built bars uh, for the fans. And if you hadn't tried it, you got to try it then. And built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And all it takes is one bite for you to realize that because all these other protein bars, they're tough. They're focused on tasting healthy before tasting good. And Built Bar does it the other way around. They make it taste good and then they find out how to make it healthy. And hey, if you like marshmallows, let me tell you about protein infused marshmallows. Yes, that is a real thing. And it's in the Built Puffs. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% chocolate. They got a lot of great flavors. They got cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and more. So check those out if you haven't already. Low calorie, high protein. Throw those other protein bars and candy bars in the trash, guys, because they don't compare to Bilt Bar, let me tell you. And another thing, you probably don't get a sweet deal on those protein bars like you will at built.com. If you use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get yourself 15% off your next order. How about that? One more time for the people in the back. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you want to advertise with Locked On Senators, you can do that. Just shoot us a message on Twitter at Send Central or on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. You can also subscribe to the show on YouTube, and we're also free and available wherever you download your podcasts. As we mentioned, we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, and the show goes on even following the regular season. And that will be even easier for us now, Pilsy, because the show will go on for the Belleville Senators as well. Yes. They could have backed into a playoff spot because Rochester lost, but yeah. why not go in style and beat the Marlies in regulation as well? Especially, Ross, because now if we're looking at the AHL standings, 
it looks like the play-in series will be the Belleville Senators with home ice advantage versus the Toronto Marlies. So it's great to finish off the regular. Well, they got one more game up against the Marlies, so another kind of tee up to that. And hopefully, if they win that, then they can get the bye instead of uh, of the play-in round. But it was a 4-3 victory for the boys. And uh, yeah, you mentioned it. Casty, he got a goal. Uh, how about, I'm just pulling up the, the game sheet here. How about Logan Shaw, the captain? Yep. captainship with two goals in this one and Philip Gustafson this is what we needed from him he needed to be put in a position where it's like all right this is a meaningful game a lot on the line here we can clinch our first ever playoff berth and you're the guy we're putting in net here and he doesn't disappoint 32 saves on 35 shots and uh it's it's just great Ross we it's been a long time coming for the Belleville Senators to have a chance to play playoff hockey and it's finally here Look at that X beside the Belleville Senators. That's beautiful. Oh, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel good? However, there's still room to improve. Like, if Laval, eh, maybe not. They've got three games left. What do you think? You think they finish in four? The nice thing about points percentage, Ross, is three games in hand isn't necessarily a good thing. A loss drops it. Exactly. Or how, how about three okay. losses, Ross? Okay. How does that sound? Oh, so, that sounds phenomenal. That's definitely a possibility here, although Laval's been real hot lately, yes. so I'm not going to go go ahead and guarantee anything. But doesn't like Belleville's in. They're in now. So whether yes. they have to do the play-in series or they get the bye, and I'm confident in this team. And as long as Ottawa doesn't um, – well, I guess playoffs wouldn't start till after the season, so Ottawa wouldn't need to pluck any players from this Correct. roster. Although so, there will be some recalls for the next game yes yeah scott saberin and mark kaslik will be recalled for tomorrow night which is good because cassie's got the helmet he's got to be the one giving it away if they can beat (laughs) new jersey yeah that's true i wonder who he gave the helmet to in belleville he should have passed that tradition on there (laughs) um but yeah that, that that's fine and those boys deserve a couple extra days of an nhl paycheck so i don't have a problem with that yeah 100 so we've got some injury updates colin white Connor Brown will not play again this season. Oh, so they're, I was really they're hoping Whitey would be back. Damn. Yeah, so that's really unfortunate there. Um, I don't even know if it's worth pulling up the lines I did today because we were all excited. Shane Pinto, regular jersey. DJ Smith says he was just filling in, will not play this season. I mean, you know what? We'll take a look at the silver lining. At least he's healthy now, and he's going to be a 1,000% for <laughs> training camp. So let's, let's uh, just do that. And Ross... That Montreal game, that that was the end of the season for the Sens, right? Like the rest of these games, they don't mean much. And it's hilarious to say the most meaningful game was between the 26th and 31st place teams. But let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of uh, meat uh, there for the rest of these games. So it's okay if they're not at full strength here. Yeah, and running out of time for Jake Sanderson as well, if not already so it's unfortunate there's so many good players like guys you want to see in the lineup injured right now you could almost make a a a team that i'd pay as much to see out of the injured guys that you would uh maybe not as much now that shabbat's back but i guess that is another silver lining is that shabbat is back will play dj said he wouldn't let any other player enter the lineup in that situation no practice or anything but when thomas shabbat says he's ready to play he's ready to play and they were out on a trip for the last week so What's he going to do? Just go all the way out to Seattle? To, and they didn't even practice it back-to-back. So the the schedule just wasn't Didn't make set sense. Up. Yeah. It wasn't set up for them. 
He would have just gone to that one practice in Columbus. That's it. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't make sense to do that, but it was great to see him in the lineup. Sends get the victory. Can't believe there's only three games left in this oh, regular season. It is sad, but you know what? Regroup, retool, and get going. The Senators have five wins in their last seven games, Pilsy. Five, one, and one in their last seven. The Senators, they are such consistent teams in starting off the year absolute garbage yep. <laughs> like just just a dumpster fire let's be honest and then finishing off the year on a complete hot streak regardless of who's in the lineup like last year last year to finish the season Thomas Shabbat wasn't in the lineup either so right it's it's just hilarious how they end up doing this although um their their lottery odds will be better this year than last year so yes. that's at least nice Yes. Um, by how much? Unless they go, they, they could go on a tear and pass uh, Detroit? Detroit and Buffalo, though. So maybe not, because then yes. that would put them back at the same spot, I believe, if, if my math is correct, which usually is not. Don't look now, though. Buffalo's got four wins in a row. Yeah, I mean, put a number one uh, first overall pick into your lineup, and that'll help <laughs> things out a little bit, eh? Yeah, well, Chicago's lost uh, seven of their last ten games, so they've they've really dropped off. Uh, there's that more only of a helps gap. Columbus, right? But there's more of a gap in terms of the lottery odd standings. Yes, yeah. there's more of a gap now between Ottawa and sixth versus Ottawa and eighth. When you're looking, one being the best chance at the first overall pick, and what a race to the finish between Montreal and Arizona. Don't let Habs fans convince you that they wanted to lose that game for draft lottery odds. That's no, that's such a joke. I turned to the guy behind me. I said, "Wait, so you paid to come watch your team lose?" <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks for the cash. And speaking of the Habs losing, Ross, uh, I saw on Twitter that this is the Habs' longest losing streak since 1940. So no way. Talk about uh, talk about man. Uh, life comes at you real fast, eh? When you think your team is so good, they yeah. go to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then and you have all these expectations. You go out, you mm. sign a lot of guys in free agency, you spend a lot of money extending guys, and then you end up in second last place. I mean, oh. uh, as long as you're outworking the captain on the other team when you're down five two, yeah, that's awesome. Real smart, real <laughs> smart. They've lost nine in a row. Arizona's <laughs> lost ten in a row. And both garbage squads are tied with 51 points. No Congrats. team in the NHL has less than 58. And oh, you want to talk about how much change can happen in a year? Pilsy, they were in the Stanley Cup Finals 10 months ago. Not even a year. Yep. Maybe even less. Jeez, wow. How the tables can turn quickly on a fan base that is so deserving of this. So <laughs> great to see. Great to see the Sens fans take back the CTC. And it was just good vibes all night, all weekend. The vibes have been immaculate and Pilsy. They continue tonight. We will be at the 67's first home game of this season. We'll have Boosh on the ground with Laleem's Martian. Looking forward to being at the Civic Center. Haven't been there in forever. So that's going to be a phenomenal experience. It's an awesome place to watch hockey. And speaking of the Sens beating the Habs, first win in franchise history was Ottawa over Montreal at the Civic Center. Their 1,001st victory Yes, wow. was in Montreal because we haven't done a show since well we did the postcast Friday, yeah. but that was the thousandth win in Senators franchise history, or was it the Vancouver one? No, it was Vancouver. So the thousand and second. Okay, They're winning yeah. so many games, I can't keep up anymore. Pills. I know. Yeah, it's as I said after the game, uh, it is exhausting cheering for a team this good. <laughs> Hey, if you've been betting on them, you're making a ton of money. And when I, we, we did pretty well on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Shout out betonline.net. Hey, 
This is the best time of year to be following the Ottawa Senators. 5-1-1 in their last seven. Just throw a little shekel on them on the money line. Why not? And at betonline.net, they've got all the latest odds, totals, player performance props. You can even bet on things like where the next fired coach is going to land. Betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best as well for your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, Pillsy. So we are relishing a friggin' huge victory against the lowly Montreal Canadiens, the team that had Stanley Cup aspirations. They brought in a overpaid defenseman in David Savard. They brought in Mike Hoffman. They Are thought Mike me? Hoffman. They thought Mike Hoffman was going to solve their problems. Oh my God! What is this? 2017. My <laughs> goodness. Cole Caulfield scores a goal to make it five two. I turned to the guy behind me, Pillsy. I said, "You ever know that feeling when you hit a real nice shot on the driving range?" Yeah, it feels good for a second. It means absolutely nothing. You're still going to shank it into the forest on your first hole. So, you know what? Let them have that. Nice little two-on-one. Habs fans got a je ne sais quoi when they made it 5-3. When Joel Edmondson stepped into a slap shot in the slot. They made it 5-3, Pilsy. It was 5-1. They made it 5-3 for 40 seconds. And then on the power play so they make it 5-3 and then they get a power play so you're like oh shit all right like let's lean forward a little bit let's lean forward no ole chance just yet and then mike hoffman just gives it up and get get this now alex formanton 18 tucks on the season that is one of the storylines and maybe we'll do that on tomorrow's show because that will be game day with three three games left what are some milestones that are within reach and for me formanton hitting 20 goals would just be so sick for him and Ross, talk about milestones. He is now tied with uh, the lead in shorthanded goals in the entire league with five Sick. shorthanded goals with, um, I think it's Trevor Moore with the LA Kings. So And he's going to get more opportunities. Too bad he doesn't have his running mate, Connor Brown, for these last three games. They, they're electric together. But we talk about how he gets a million breakaways. Well, he needs to rewind that one, watch it back a few times because that's the type of move that's going to make him successful. It was that McDavid move where he's so fast that when he cuts towards his forehand or his backhand, you have to respect it. And then he just kind of like brings it back and puts it the way he came from and yep. all the goalies' momentum's going the wrong way. Terry Price had no chance on that one. So I loved it. And Formy had a good break earlier on in the game where uh, he drew a penalty there and then Timmy drew a penalty on a sick break. The Sens transition game was just so much better than Montreal's throughout that night. So, oh man, what what a sick experience. And uh, write us in the comments what your favorite part is uh, of last night and what milestones you hope to see. I don't know if I mentioned the number, Formanton, 18 goals yep. on the season. Two less than super rookie Cole Caulfield. And believe it or not, they're a year and a half apart. So, I don't know. Maybe we should be pumping tires, building statues of Alex Formanton if he hits 20 goals because it seems like that's what they're doing in Montreal. Oh, did I mention Josh Norris? 34 goals in the season. You kidding me right now? That was probably the prettiest goal of the bunch for Ottawa on Saturday. It was similar to the goal against Columbus. A little tic-tac-toe. Those guys are feeling it. Are you being sarcastic? It went, it went off his foot. Yeah, but the, pa- the passing play. The play that like set it up. Okay, I, I wouldn't put that as, as the top one. Parker Kelly's and Chastelik and Formanton's goal were all pretty sick. Formanton's <laughs> yeah. sick. I'm just getting fired a up. Goal, a goal off the skate probably doesn't do it for me. You but know what it reminds you of, though? Tierney? No, the 
<laughs> the Zabanajad goal in Game Four to, to uh, against Montreal, where uh, Habs fans were quick to like put a soccer ball. They said he kicked it in, but it kind of reminded me of that little, you know, how did he do? So just put salt in the wound there from 2013. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, all right, yeah. so it was it was the it was the sixth nicest goal of the Sens score. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> hey, anytime you get six goals, they're probably all worth uh, mentioning here. Hundred percent. All right, we got to get to um, we got to get to tonight's game. What are you hoping to see with Tyler Boucher? Like he got a goal and assist in the last game, so hopefully the offense keeps going tonight. First thing I'm hoping to see Ross is no more soft refing because the soft refing and putting the 67s on the penalty kill for half the game in the in game one, the one I watched was. It just deflated any opportunities and momentum Tyler Boucher had. Although when he was on the ice, he, he was out there. He was uh, he was making hits. He was getting shots on net. He was bringing the puck into the zone like Tyler Boucher does. But mostly, I'm hoping that we can see kind of. I we missed that game uh, up against North Bay for game two, which was a wild one, seven to six, and uh, I believe North Bay uh, capped it off in the kind of the final. Uh, minutes of play there so if we can get a barn burner of a game like that at home I'm thinking it'll shift in the 67s game uh definitely uh me you and Martian will be uh, will be hooting and hollering and getting the boys going so that'll help them out but I, I want to see Boucher get physical I want to see him get offensive touches like it's gonna be great to finally see him in person and uh, I'm gonna enjoy the atmosphere uh, of being at my first 67s game a uh, playoff game nonetheless Oh, there's just nothing better than playoff hockey, right? No, there really isn't. And it's been years since I've been to a playoff hockey game. I've never seen an NHL playoff hockey game, Ross, if you can believe that live. No, no I mean, AHL either. I've only seen OHL playoff games in Guelph. So it'll be nice to get back into this. I'm trying to remember the last playoff game I would have been at. You didn't go at any in 2017, no, did you? No, no, I didn't. No, we were in Toronto. We were still at school, so I couldn't mm-hmm. sneak down. Um was that? I don't even think I, I made it home in 2015. I was at the Probably only game. 2013 was your last. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was one of the. I think it was the game where James Neal had 17 points. Yeah. And, great. Yeah. Thomas Volkun. I can't believe he beat us that series. That's that's a story for another day. Probably not. But uh, <laughs> hey, let's finish off on a, on a solid note then, um, because we do have an award nominee. I mentioned it earlier. Anton Forsberg, the Senators nominee for the Bill Masterton Award, and there are 32 nominees. So there is a, uh, a one from each team. Yep. Here's the here's the write-up, and then I'll get your thoughts on Forsberg's season. This is from the uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association. Over the past 12 months, Forsberg has been the epitome of resilience and dedication. The netminder was placed on waivers by three different clubs last season, Edmonton, Carolina, and Winnipeg, with his NHL future in precarious footing. He landed in Ottawa in March of 2021 and has since firmly established himself as a consistent and dependable presence in the crease for Ottawa. For his efforts, he recently signed a three-year extension with the Senators, a testament to his ability to overcome a period of uncertainty to establish himself as a full-time NHL goaltender. Yeah, I would say that's bang on. And and just like, we're so happy for the guy. Like, this is a guy that's, uh, he's got a wife and young kids. So imagine being told during the COVID, like COVID at, at its peak. Okay, you're going here. You don't even get a game in. Okay, you're going here. Now you're going here. And the wife and kids are just like, holy crap. Like, it, it, it's difficult here. So he really kind of pulled his socks up and said, hey, I'm going to work hard. I feel like I have an opportunity here in Ottawa. And talk about perseverance. Like, this guy has had some of the worst decors in front of him 
multiple games in a row and he gets 40 plus shots and he says that's not a problem at all and he keeps his team with the opportunity to win every game that he's in so now looking at that contract Ross that seems like an absolute steal of a contract especially if he continues this play and it's looking like he's probably going to be the number one goalie for the Sens next season so to to have a number one goalie putting up the numbers he's putting up getting under three million dollars locked up for three more years pretty sweet yes it is very sweet now there are a few that stand out above others before i tell you the guaranteed winner i'm putting a guarantee a levy lock on the bill masterton award but it was great to see two sends abroad both nominated as well anthony duclair is the nominee for the florida panthers he is a first time 30 goal scorer he's also one of the founding members of the hockey diversity alliance which has been great where they're eradicating racism from the game, which is a very important topic. And then we've got Mark Borowiecki, who uh, who has been the nominee for the Nashville Predators. Of course, he's very active in the discussion around mental health. So it's fantastic to see him being recognized. Pilsy, this is Carey Price's award, though, this year. You think? Oh, yeah, Guaranteed? 100%. Guaranteed. Not wow. only hip surgery. Like, a lot of these guys are nominated for battling through injury. Like yep. Jack Eichel's Vegas is nominee. What you like? Not it's supposed to be like a sportsmanship award, and he literally demanded a trade and was like, "Get me whoa, out of whoa, here. that's different though." He demanded a trade because he was being told what he can and can't do with his body in a life-altering surgery. So I, I, I think he deserves stick taps for standing up for himself and being like, "No, I'm not doing the surgery sure. you guys want. Fair. I've done my research. This is how I want to treat my body because." When I'm done my playing career, the Buffalo Sabres aren't going to be there 100%. when I'm trying to get out of bed in the morning. So I, I, I accept that one. Um, Vancouver's is Luke Shen. And the write-up says, he spent a lot of his season beside Quinn Hughes and hasn't looked out of place. A strong statement of how hard he's worked. <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't looked out of place. Uh, he still okay. has a hard edge, but his defensive positioning and his first pass make a player who at 32 remains essential. Okay. Okay. I mean, you have to pick someone. <laughs> yeah, he did really good with our best best ever defenseman. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not to take anything away from him, but that's a funny write-up. Exactly, exactly. You see a few of these. And, you know, other guys who are very well-deserving, Ryan Getzlaff, who's in his Absolutely. final season. Yep. He's playing hard and physical all through his, his life. And Andrew Ladd reached 1,000 games exactly. after what everyone thought his, his career was over. So, um, no, it's great to see all these. And it's a very prestigious award, one that Craig Anderson took home in 2017 and, and you know you just understand the the off-ice problems and all all the things that he goes through just as a regular person so to persevere through that is fantastic and great to see Pilsy, did we miss anything today I know we got all excited about Saturday's win and obviously the Senators now have a chance tomorrow again how many times have we said this the they have the opportunity tomorrow to win four games in a row for the first time since 2017 yeah, that would be nice. And hey, they're up against the New Jersey Devils, so there's an opportunity to be had there. So we talk about injury, no Jack Hughes. Ooh, that's a big one missing for the Devils. Um, did we miss anything? The Sens kicking the crap out of the Montreal Canadiens at home. Check. Puck Bell- line, levy lock, easy money. 
Let's go. Belleville clinching their first ever uh, playoff franchise berth. <laughs> we got that one. 67's game tonight. Boucher. Whoa, whoa. Boucher on the sound ground. effects now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just the DJ now. Uh, we talked about the Masterton. I, I think we get, I think we got it all here. Just if, if this is kind of my closing statement, I just want to reiterate once again, like, Everyone's showing up for the meet and greet. Like we, we got to Stanley's and uh, the server asked us, oh, so how many people are going to be here? And we said, well, it could be just the three of us or it could be like a <laughs> hundred people. Like we don't know. We, we really don't know what's going to yeah. happen. And it was an absolute turnout. If you haven't seen it already, check out the pictures on uh, on Twitter at Send Central because it was an absolute massive crew. There was one Habs fan there who somehow got front and center in the in the picture, but uh, we'll, he, we got the last laugh in that one. So we'll just let that one slide. But it was so awesome to uh, to see everyone and uh, all the listeners have been so uh, gracious towards us. I mean, uh, shout out Keegan. He gave us a ride home after the bar so we didn't have to get an Uber. Unreal. We had, we had lunch with Cole the next day, our, our country music star from uh, out west. And he's got some big things coming up. So keep an eye on him. And maybe we'll see some collaborations between us and Cole in the future. And... It's just, it, it's so humbling to know all you guys are uh, are this deep into the podcast. And just walking around the arena, Ross, we had people yelling, locked on Senators, and uh, <laughs> that was a blast. So we, we love coming home. We love coming to the CTC with all you guys. And uh, make sure to keep your ears and eyes open because probably the next time we're going to do something like this, Ross, is the home opener next year because uh, that's going to be an absolute blast. So we'll do a meet and greet. Uh, we'll try to get uh, another section group discount link and... Uh, if it was anything like it was this time, it's going to be a blast and you're not going to want to miss it. Like don't miss out on this because how often do you get to get, get together with Sens fans and uh, celebrate like this with, we've had a couple lean years here, so it's not that often. So take advantage while you can. Two more. And I want to pull up the the photos. One thanking everyone at the, uh, at Stanley's there. That's a great photo. Look at that. Getting everyone in the mix. Um, that's great, and uh, you know you can see Kevin rocking the Send Central Citizen shirt. Obviously, he's been our most recent Send Central Citizen, so it's very fitting that he's the one <laughs> rocking it in the photo as well. And we also have to give a shout out to Daryl Quinlan because he is he's an awesome doodler, as he calls it. But he put out an awesome tweet day of the game. Like, look at that! That's unreal. So Beauty. shout out Daryl. We got to meet him at the game as well, and. Damn. He had a sick retro jacket. Oh, man, yes. the leather retro Ottawa jacket. That was awesome. Oh, so awesome. And, uh, Daryl, you nailed the foreshadowing on this one because I dropped my beer early in the game during the anthem. But <laughs> thank God for lids. Didn't spill any of it. I was shocked. You, I looked at you. I was like, wow. Thank hey, God so- for lids. Stuart Savern couldn't say the same thing. The first goal happened, and he knocked his fresh beer fully <laughs> over. So, uh <laughs> Shout out Stewie on that one. Oh, yeah. Great to have him with us and great to have everyone with us on this journey with Locked On Senators as well as Boots on the Ground. Hopefully, we'll see you tonight at the Civic Center, if not tomorrow at the CTC. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.